0: John the Baptist has a number of fundamental convictions, but one of them is that things are not right. Things are not right in the world. John sees a world of heartache and a world of injustice. He sees a world of hunger and desperation. He sees a world of hatred He sees a world of idolatry, where human beings worship forms of power and not the God who created them. Like the prophets who came before him, John looks at the lives of his fellow human beings, he sees their brokenness, he sees their suffering, he sees their degradation, and his heart breaks. He longs for them to be delivered. He longs for the emergence of God's realm of peace and justice. He longs for God's kingdom to arise. And all this points to another one of John's fundamental convictions, which is, John believes that his longing and his hopes are about to be realized. For John is convinced that God is about to set things right. That is why John has come to the Jordan River, and that is why John is baptizing people as a sign of repentance. John's mission is to call on people to turn from all that debases and dehumanizes and instead to turn toward God and to see the world and their lives through God's eyes and through God's heart. For John, to repent and be forgiven through baptism is to come into a renewed relationship with God, and to be part of the new world and new reality that John is convinced God will usher in soon. But John is not just performing baptisms. John is proclaiming the coming of someone who John claims is more powerful than him, literally the stronger one. For John, this stronger one will be the figure who sets things right. This one will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This one will separate the wheat from the chaff, initiating a transformation of the world that will reverberate through every human situation and through every human heart. Jesus of Nazareth, steps into this scene. And we know that he is the one that John has been hoping for and proclaiming, even if John doesn't know. It is in this moment, after Jesus is baptized, and as he is praying, that something new begins. It is in this moment when the heavens are opened and the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus in bodily form like a dove and and God's voice declares Jesus as God's beloved child, that something new begins. This moment is the beginning of what John had hoped for. This moment is the beginning Of the fulfillment of John's prophecy. Here, Jesus is inaugurated as the stronger one who will usher in the new age. This is the beginning of Jesus's ministry, where he will go on to reveal and enact and embody God's kingdom, God's realm. Through Jesus's life and crucifixion and resurrection, God will bring about God's new creation— which is already in our midst, but not yet fully realized. The signs of Jesus' ministry point to the future that will come, where God sets things right once and for all. Now, we know when we look around that this new age is not necessarily apparent. We know that whatever happened there, things have proceeded in much the way that they were proceeding before. And when we look at the church and what's going on in the church, then we we think that the new community that Jesus seems to form seems to be stuck in that old world too. And if you stick around the church long enough, you get kind of used to that being the case, that the old world seems to exist with whatever this new thing that has emerged. And we get used to it. We get used to the sort of commonplaceness of our lives. And an example of this are baptisms. Baptisms. If you stick around the church long enough, you get sort of used to baptisms, don't you? They seem pretty inconsequential, don't they? I've even heard of some folks who are actually willing to skip church to avoid a baptism because it makes church longer, right? I know no one here would do that, but... They seem pretty commonplace, and it's easy for us to think of baptisms as rather mundane events. Many of us don't remember our own baptisms, and the baptisms that we observe are often of young children, which of course adds a cuteness factor to them, but it doesn't make them any less ordinary. It's easy to miss the wonder of what happens when we are baptized. It's easy for us to see the event itself as commonplace and the effects as negligible. After all, baptism does not seem to grant us spiritual superpowers. And anyone who has been baptized as an adult can tell you that baptism, baptism does not make the old problems go away. After baptism, we are in some ways still the same old person. Just like for Jesus, after he was baptized, the world continued in some ways to be the same old place. But we're invited with the eyes of faith to see that when we are baptized, we are also a new person. And indeed, that what Jesus and what God has accomplished through Jesus has done is to bring about the beginning of a new world. St. Paul tells us in the letter to the Romans that when we are baptized, we have in some sense died. That we are dead in our baptisms, but that we have also been raised into new life in Christ. And more than just being raised into new life, our lessons today show us that just as Jesus received the Holy Spirit, so too we receive the Holy Spirit. What we are invited to see is that the new creation that God has begun in Jesus is not a closed loop. The new world is not something that is just happening on an objective level far above our heads, somewhere up in the clouds, or existing only under the surface of things. Yes, it is God's cosmic drama that is taking place, but we are not mere spectators. Instead, This new creation, this new creation that was John's hopes and which is ushered in through Jesus, is participatory. God draws us in through the waters of baptism. God equips us to bear witness. God invites us to live into God's coming realm through our words and our actions. For indeed, God empowers us with God's own holy spirit just as jesus receives the holy spirit and thus begins his own ministry so too we receive that same life-giving and life-sharing spirit it is not the holy that the holy spirit was in some ways absent until this moment that jesus was baptized indeed the spirit has always been in the world since creation but in christ's baptism the Spirit is active in new ways, first with Jesus and then in the life of the church. For John's prophecy that the stronger one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit in fire was indeed fulfilled on the day of Pentecost and also fulfilled in the life of the church, church throughout the ages, even with our simple baptisms here in our own church. The Holy Spirit Descends and fire alights upon us, enkindling in us new life to share. The Spirit we receive in our baptisms is a change agent, it is a transformation agent. The Spirit looks to work in our hearts and in our minds. The Spirit looks to work in our relationships and through our relationships. The Spirit looks to be at work in the world. The Holy Spirit enlivens us so that we might hear the same word that Jesus heard. For just as God proclaims to Jesus, so too God announces to each of us, you are my child, my beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is is God's Word to each of us. You are beloved, and in our baptism, God gives us the Holy Spirit so that we might know this and know it in our bones, and so that we might let others know that they, too, are beloved children of God. We are given the Spirit, So that we might announce with our words and actions that God is bringing about a new creation, a new being. We're given the Spirit so that we might live into that new reality by conforming our lives to the life of Jesus. Each of us will incarnate that in a different way. Each of us are called to exhibit that in different ways. Today, Jennifer Pavia will celebrate the Eucharist for the first time. Well, second time. You missed the first time. <laughs> she will celebrate the Eucharist for the second time with us today, incarnating her own ministry, incarnating her own way of sharing God's good news with each of us in her particular way. But each of us, are called to exhibit with our lives the good news of God's gospel the new, and exhibit that new creation that God is bringing about. In our baptisms, we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that we might participate with God in the healing of the world, so that we might share with God good news, so that we might share God's love and God's grace with others. Each of us have received the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that we might know that we are beloved and so that we might let the world know that they are beloved as well. Amen.